Hello everyone, uh, this is Edgar Ramirez, uh, welcome to another episode of the Football Chronicles. Uh, as in every episode, here's my good friend Sebas. Hi everybody, hi Edgar, how are you? I am good dude, how are you? Doing great, yeah. Been, uh, so far, uh, was a good weekend. Good, good. I'm glad. Yeah, for us too. It's a little chilly here, but, you know, it's getting better. Um, it's not getting as dark anymore as, as fast as it used to, so, I don't know. It feels kind of nice to, to go out and there's still light out there. Uh, yeah, yeah that's always nice. <laughs> yeah, otherwise it's a little depressing. Anyway, um, there, there are a lot of things that happened throughout the weekend uh, that we want to discuss today. Um, we actually want to touch a little bit on on Emiliano Sala and the fact that he was found. We'll also talk about Manchester City, uh, well, the Premier League, and uh, talk about the uh, Real Madrid versus Atletico, and end up on the Sudamericano uh, uh, Under-20 tournament that is, I think, done now, finally. Yeah, yeah it finished yesterday. Okay, good. After yeah. all this time. Um, yeah, it's like a month. Wow. <laughs> it's like a World Such Cup. A long term. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, seriously. Um, so let's let's start with you know I guess the the saddest of all the news, which is that um, Emiliano Sala, the the Nantes slash Cardiff forward, was uh, found in in the uh, English Channel. Um, you know, which is which is great news. Um, no, bittersweet, of course. You know, it's sad to that we get confirmation that he's passed. Um, at the same time, is is good news that we know what happened, or at least we found him, or he was found. Uh, so yeah. Uh, yeah, it's a. Uh, it's been a little bit of controversy. There's been a little bit of controversy because now uh, that he was found. And then everything is a little bit calmed down. Um, now the everybody's like trying to see whose fault it was, right? And uh, because I mean, uh, the big, the big, they they want to know, for example, like who's gonna pay the the rights, right, of the player, like yep. uh, who owns who money and what money is owned, and uh, because it was such a, it was a very unique transaction. Apparently he was both but he was he had some paperwork pending and uh, he, he was kind of like rushed to go to to the team in England and and I, I don't know at the end uh, there is like this uh, you know like this problem now in between lawyers and the the teams to see who owns what and you know like uh, in soccer uh, the, I don't know how it works in other sports but for example when a, a player is transferred uh, normally, because out of that transaction, some money has to go in royalties to the teams that the player played before. Right. And so there are a bunch of teams behind that looking to see the money that they want right. to get and stuff like that. Yeah, it's it's sad that we have to talk about that, but I mean it is a reality, right? Uh, yeah, I mean, know, I mean, I mean, this, this shows a little bit of a. You know, like the dark side of soccer, like the most, the, the, the like the worst business side of soccer, mm-hmm. because if you think about it, everything was rushed. Uh, he was offered to to leave in a commercial flight, mm-hmm. 
but because of this rush and because he wanted to play and 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 the, the his manager like was kind of forcing the transactions like uh, that's why he he they decided to send him in this plane which is a really was a, was a very small plane was only uh, a very old and very small plane um, be, um and and this happened you know and sometimes i think uh, like money gets in between and and causes things like this you know right i mean i guess you know no one would ever think that something like this could happen but but it did um it's it's interesting i was i was reading up on 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 him and he did all of his career in europe and and his professional career uh, was all in france um so He'd hmm. never played for an Argentinian team. Um, he he only played in in Europe, and uh, he had Italian uh, citizenship uh, through his through his grandparents. Um, so anyway, so you know, surpri- it's not very surprised about that. No, <laughs> like, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, so anyway, it's you know really sad, um, kind of bittersweet. Like I said, you know, great that he was found, uh, unfortunate that it it confirmed his 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 passing. So anyway, you know. Uh, the, the, I guess the last thing I want to say about that is that they're still they're still looking for the pilot because the pilot was never found, uh, or or sorry was not found when they found Salah, um, and uh, Kylian Mbappe donated a bunch of money to to keep the search going to see if they can find the pilot, which is which is pretty nice. Oh wow, that, yeah, yeah that's pretty like nice. Thirty 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 thousand uh, euros or something like that. Wow. So, yeah. Anyway, uh, I just thought I just thought I should mention it because we didn't mention it in the last episode, and that did happen, I believe, that day. So us, uh, but you know, we had already, I guess, discussed what we were gonna what we were gonna talk about, and we we couldn't squeeze it in. Um, so yeah. let's 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 move on to something a little more uplifting. Um, I wanted to one of the best games I saw. Honestly, one of the best thirty minutes of football I've seen in my life. I saw on Sunday when I watched Manchester City rip the shit out of Chelsea. Uh, <laughs> um, they beat them 6-0. And Manchester City beat Chelsea 6-0. I mean, seriously, that could have ended 8-0 easily. Like, honestly, I am not even exaggerating. Aguero missed two goals that were like impossible to miss yet he scored one out of the box screamer anyway um very shocking i wasn't expecting it i was telling my wife and we were gonna watch the game hey you know this is gonna be a good game it's gonna be you know pretty tight um the chelsea coach is italian so i'm sure they're gonna defend well against (laughs) against (laughs) manchester city oh my god i was so wrong um who's coaching chelsea now um, this Italian dude, uh, his last name is Sarri. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, he is not the nicest man. He he keeps blaming the players and saying that there's nothing else he can do to motivate them um, to to play better. So so you know, it's 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 not a good look. It honestly it honestly gives me like it it feels a little bit like what happened with Mourinho in Manchester. Manchester United, you know, to, to me at least, all the little things I've heard, and and like the things that he says to the press, right? Like I mean, blaming your players like that is kind of crappy. Like if you have, if you say that, what, what do you expect the outcome to be? Like there's no, 
improvement after that. You know, say, you know, my players don't put out everything out there or there's nothing I can do to motivate them. Like, what, what do you expect is going to happen? They're going to get motivated after that? I, I don't think so. Yeah. But it's a, it was a huge, like, a, a, like, I don't know, like six goals is way too, like, way too bad. And for a Chelsea, which is a team with a lot of, like, money and players that are, I don't know, it's, like, it's interesting to see that this happen, right? It was, it was insane. Honestly, I, I was so surprised. And like I said, it could have been eight goals. No, no problem at all. Um, I mean... When you watch the game, you really thought that you were watching a, a a Division Two team play against, and not even that. Like the defense wasn't working, the players weren't doing anything. It was really, really bad uh, from from Chelsea. Um, how Sterling, he, he, how he was playing as well, right? Yeah, but he didn't do shit. <laughs> um, <laughs> he didn't do anything. I mean, and it wasn't all his fault. Um, you know, things weren't working for him, right? They weren't building anything for him. Um, but, man, the defense was just, like, sad. Uh, Sterling did whatever he wanted with Aspilicueta, uh on the left on the, on the, on the left side. Um, yeah, dude, it was, it was insane. I mean, like I said, I think Manchester City scored the first, what, the first few goals in the Manchester City scored four goals in 25 minutes. Think about that. Mm. It was 4 0, minute 25. Mm. But, but you know what? I, I have a theory, and my theory is that when you have good players, mm -hmm. you know, we, we agree that Chelsea probably is not the best team right now, but you can tell that they have good players, right? Right. And, and when, when, you, when a team with good players. Like, all of them are professional, you know? They have been doing this for a long time. When mm -hmm. they lose against another team for that amount of goals, like, that with a very strong defeat, I certainly believe that there is, like, like that's the fault of the coach. You know, that's something that can... that You know, when you are losing 3-0, you should, like, defend or do something else, you know? You should change your strategy. Yes. But when that happens, I think when there are like, a lot of goals in a match, like these that mm -hmm. is important and both teams are have a re have a really good players mm -hmm. i think that relies solely on the on the management i think i think that's interesting that you say that because i think i agree to a certain point i i think here's what i think i think that it's a terrible mistake that engolio kante is not playing as a defensive midfielder in the middle as he always has um so so my point with that is that i do think that the coach has um, responsibility. Yeah. And and I mean, look at what happened to Manchester United, right? Mourinho left, and Manchester United started winning because they found a coach that was able to get to the players and make them function as a team. So I agree because of that, but I I have to say that to me, I mean, I I watched the entire game. They they didn't even get a yellow card. Like, I mean, they got a couple, but there was no, like, for, for the Chelsea players, there was no, like, embarrassment. Like, oh my god, I am getting destroyed here. Like, rough, you know, hit him a little bit, rough him up a little bit, right? Don't yeah. let them through so so easily. It was like, guys, you're, you're losing really bad if you didn't do anything about it. I mean, okay, let me say this. 
the game ended 6-0 because Manchester United did Manchester City, sorry, did not want to score more goals. That is the <laughs> only they that, that is, we had enough. We had what's us? They took they they took uh Pep Guardiola took uh what's his name? Sergio Aguero out in what? Minute 60 or something like that? <laughs> I mean Oh yeah. It was so embarrassing. He yeah. took he took a widow out and he took the brewing out. And like minute 16, he was like, okay, we're done here. And that is so embarrassing. I saw that and I was like, this, like if I were a Chelsea player, I would be so embarrassed, so humiliated right now. Like, it's it's like they're saying, yeah, we're beating the shit out of you and we don't need our two best players. We're going to save our best players right now because, you know, this is done. There's nothing there's nothing else to do here. And that's, and that's what happened. They took He took him out. So, I mean, dude, uh, seriously, I had not seen a game like that in a long time. And I have to say that Agüero, holy crap, like, he was on fire. Him and Sterling were on fire. Uh, like I said, Sterling did whatever he wanted on the left flank. And Agüero scored, like, I don't know if you've seen the highlights of the game. You really should see them. There is a chance in minute four, I think, that Agüero misses a goal alone right in like he was right next to the goal and he kicks it out so when i when i say that it could have been 8-0 like it's it's very very true because he missed that one goal that was like absolutely ridiculous my goodness it's so incredible that this happened i mean i'm very surprised to see that i don't know and the premier league is normally i don't know like um a league in which teams like fight a lot, you know, like uh, it's it's hard, it's interesting to see a team that is kind of like gets defeated this way, right? Yeah, uh, totally. Yeah. But I was looking here and also like uh, Manchester City scored five goals against Burnley uh, on the on the twenty sixth as well for the FA Cup. Mm-hmm. I don't know, but if uh, if the, this is very close to that day, right? Definitely, Manchester yeah. United is doing their homework. They are doing whatever Pep Guardiola is doing. He's doing a great job. Like, for example, he has scored also like nine goals against Burton, like seven goals against Rotherham. Like, he he found the, <laughs> the key to for this team, you know? Yeah, no, he did. He really did. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens in the in the Champions League, right? With With Manchester City. And, and if they can yeah. keep up this momentum there. And also, we'll have to see Liverpool too. I mean, uh, what are they going to do? You know, like, Liverpool is um, it's also leading uh, the, these qualifications, right? Well, well now now they are, they are tied with Manchester City in points. Right, Behind, but Liverpool has one fewer game. Oh, you're right. And yeah. also, but also the goal difference doesn't help them. So no, they, no, no, especially no, no, no. Manchester City doing these things, you know, yeah. assassinating Chelsea. Jesus. Yeah, it was really bad to us. I mean, honestly, you should really like. It was crazy. I, I did not expect it. Like I said, but but it, you know what? Like it's not new, because in the last away game that Chelsea had against uh, Bournemouth, they lost four zero away. Hmm. Wow. So and and then and then they had that game against Huddersfield that they won five zero and Iwain scored. Um, but Huddersfield is a team like I've seen them play. 
they are going to Division Two, so that doesn't count. You know, that's not a a challenge, no. right? No, but so uh, yeah. So it's, still, it's really I mean, sad to see. It's still, it's interesting to see it, like that they are beating every team, like big league, right? Like doing it right. I don't know. I have. I think Guardiola is like. Is, uh, I think he's gonna be the best coach uh, of our generation. Yeah, uh, I think so too. I think uh, if, if if he because you know he's very young. He's only mm -hmm. like what, like forty five right now. Yeah, he's pretty young. Which is pretty young for a coach. Uh, he probably has like fifteen or twenty more years of career there, mm -hmm. and he has been able to reinvent himself from you know like from Barcelona for example to Manchester City or to Bayern Munich you know he has played in different leagues and he has been successful in those leagues adapting his way of uh, coaching to these different leagues which they have different ways of playing soccer yep. and, and he has he has managed to adapt to those situations and uh, for me that was kind of like Murillo was kind of doing at some point as well mm -hmm. I think he ha he's not doing it that much anymore but I think Guardiola is just had like out of this world like I think like uh, his methods like uh, everything you know like how he picks players you know like uh, if you see Manchester City I mean it's, an, it's, a, it's a really good team but it's not an expensive team either you know mm -hmm. they don't have an Neymar there they don't have a right they don't have they have great players they have great players they have great players, but but he also gets stuff out of them. I mean, this Kunawero, the one we're seeing right now, is ridiculous. Like it's it's he's he's getting a lot from the players that he has, and his players are great. You know, don't get me wrong. Um, he's not coaching Maradona's Napoli, but but you know he he's still getting a lot more from those players, which is like the complete opposite from what. Um, Sarri is doing with with Chelsea, right? <laughs> yeah. So, so, right. so you know, th th there's definitely a point there. Um, yeah. So yeah, anyway, because, it, oh, because uh, for example, Aguero has played uh, in Manchester City since I don't know what, like 20, 2010, 2011. Yeah, for a while. For a while. So he has been there with. Uh, he has been coached by different people, right, in mm -hmm. that team. Yep. But now we are seeing like the best of him right now with this coach, right? So definitely there is like a, something that he's doing right. I, I think he... right now is probably one of... Aguero has had two hat-tricks back-to-back, Sebas. Hmm. Against Chelsea and, and, and before that. I forget who they played before that. Uh, they play... Yeah. So... Oh, against Arsenal and, and yeah. Chelsea. He had hat-tricks back-to-back. So... So yeah, I mean it's, it's it's definitely one of his sweetest moments for sure. I, I Without think so. a doubt. Yeah. yeah. It's going to be interesting to see what happens in the qualifiers because what and and I'll wrap up what I have to say about this game with this thought. When I was watching this game, I was thinking there's no way Aguero could do this playing a qualifier game in 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 the CONCACAF. Sorry, uh not CONCACAF. Uh, in the Comebol. In, in um, he would. They would beat the crap out of him if he, you know, if he were scoring two goals. If he were that hot, they would start kicking him, roughing him up, you know. Yeah. But but and that's true. That happens. 
a lot, all the time, because it's kind of what you have to do, right? You're not going to let someone that is doing really well just be like, all right, just develop or, or flourish. You're going to try to beat the crap out of them so they so they don't, and they don't score more goals against you. Um, so uh, yeah. so it's, it's going to be, because my, my point, my just the last thing I want to say is that it's going to be interesting to see if a word is still hot like that, what's going to happen when, when he plays the qualifiers, if he plays the qualifiers. Yeah, yeah. I think he's gonna play the qualifiers. I think he has enough uh, stamina and everything to play maybe even the, st the next World Cup. I think he but can be probably that's probably gonna be his last. But right now at, at this level, I think he can make it easily. He's only thirty years old. I know, but I don't know if he will want to. I mean, like yeah, Messi's not Messi's not playing, for example, for Argentina anymore. I mean, he hasn't played the last few friendly games um so so yeah i mean it's gonna be interesting to see what happens yeah. and and if they if they go to the Copa america or what yeah so i don't know let's move a little bit forward do you want to talk about la la liga a little yes bit? sir la liga well um Anything that is uh, anything exciting well la liga is, is a i don't know it's a it's a very interesting a tournament because you know you have all these teams playing like for example Getafe, Celta and all these tiny ones and then you have something like Atletico versus Real Madrid yeah. which is just out of this world um, I don't know I think uh, I, 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 um, Real Madrid won this match 3-1 um, right? 3-1 yeah um, I don't know Do, I think uh, Real Madrid is kind of like coming back a little bit. Like I think like Solaris is, is getting the team a little bit better now. Mm -hmm. um, but um, I mean, they're still behind. They're still not able to. They're still behind Barcelona, and I don't know if they, they're gonna get. They're gonna have the opportunity to catch up. But um, it was interesting to two Argentinian coaches in this match. Oh right! Oh man! I didn't even think about that. Yeah. Huh, Indio Solari, the Indio yeah. Solari, and Simeone, yeah. Oh, crap. That's weird. But, but he, yeah, I mean, that's that's fascinating. I didn't think about it. I, for, I forget that Solari is still coaching Real Madrid, to be honest. I think that they were looking for a replacement, but then he started, like, to do a good job. And then they say, well, why, why not, right? And uh, at least until the end. And uh, he's uh, one of those players that is like uh, he was inbred there. You know, he's right. been in Real Madrid for a long time. He was there as a player, so he's kind of historic there, I guess. So uh, the fans and everybody like lo loves the guy. So I think that's why he's ha he doesn't have any position like to stay there. Yeah, I mean, that, that makes sense. Um, sad to see, I have to say that it's sad to see Atletico Madrid lose. I like their team. Um, I like their players. I mean, Santiago Arias now is, is playing there too. Like, I don't know if you remember, yeah. Sebas, but in, in the beginning of the season, he wasn't playing much. Now now he he seems to be playing almost every game, right? Yeah, he's all playing almost every game. He's a really good player. Mm -hmm. I really like that player. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, they, I mean, yeah. That was Morata's first game too. Holy crap, I didn't even notice that. Yeah. Alvaro Morata, the forward, playing oh, for yeah, yeah. Atletico Madrid. 
Um, so anyway, I, I, I think Madrid has a really good team. I don't. I, I mean, El Cholo Simeone really has to start thinking about what the hell is going on there because they really do need to start getting back to the, to winning and to being you know winning La Liga or the Champions League or going for trophies and stuff because they are not the scrappy team that they once were before. You know. No, I think this is the last, ta the first time in the history in history, ever, that <laughs> Atletico Madrid has more valuable players than Real Madrid. Hmm. You know, like if you add the value of the players right now, Atletico Madrid has more expensive right. players than Real Madrid. Right. And so they should be, you know, they, they, they should be like facing these matches like equals, not like right. it used to be that it was the poor team in Madrid, like isolated against the giant, right? Now they are pretty much the same, right? On the same, under yep. the same conditions. So, yeah. But, uh, With this score, like uh, Real Madrid took over Atletico Madrid uh, in the in the in the standings, and now they are th uh, Atletico is third with 44, and Real Madrid is second with 45, and Barcelona is first with 51. Yeah, hmm. and there's still yeah. there's still ways to go, but but it is interesting to see Real Madrid coming back. And hey, maybe it's a, maybe it's good timing, you know, to, to start doing well for, for Madrid, right? Because now it's now when the Champions League starts getting serious. Um, and really, it's now when when, thi when when things start to really, really matter. And so if they're getting a little bit of confidence now, they, they may get really far in the Champions League or, or maybe, which I really doubt, but maybe contest Barcelona for the La Liga. But who knows? I mean, Real Madrid has to play Ajax next. Yeah. <laughs> uh, which is doable. <laughs> I mean... Yeah, right? for sure. Yeah. And who knows who are they going to face after... Uh, maybe Real Madrid has the, the, the option. You know, you never know. Yeah, they, they could. They could. We'll see what happens there, I guess. Yeah. Uh, I think uh, uh, something that is going to be definitely a breaking point for them is when they face Barcelona. Because if they win that one... They might have chances to catch up or to do something, right? But if they lose we, that one, they're gonna. Which I'm sorry. Sorry, I was gonna say we we didn't talk about the La Copa del Rey. There was a Clásico last week. Yeah, Remember? yeah, that they tied. Yeah, one one. I for, I forgot. Man, a lot has happened. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know between all this Sudamericana, whatever. I mean, because I actually watched that one. <laughs> that really Did you really? <laughs> yeah, I watched like a big chunk of it, and um, yeah, I mean, uh, I think uh, what uh, I mean, I think uh, let me see because I don't remember very well, but I think it was um, Barcelona. I think Atlet Real Madrid started like score first, like really early in the game. Yes, and then Barcelona was trying and trying and trying, and then finally like made it, but then. At some point, they tried so hard that they got, like, tired of trying. So they kind of, like, say, okay, we are okay with 1-1. One, one, one. We can, like, one, win this, like, in the, in the second game. Later. Yeah. So they didn't, like, um, like uh, they didn't push harder. And I think, uh, if I'm not mistaken, Messi was not there at first. Right. Yep. And then they, they found out that without Messi, Barcelona is nothing, so they had to bring the thing, they have to bring the, you know, the army back, and, and then, and then uh, Messi 
got in like I think the minute like some minutes before they actually scored and <laughs> Damn. Yeah. that was kind of like a summary of what I remember. It's been a I, week it's, or <laughs> it's it's surprisingly accurate though because okay, everything everything you said is true. The 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 um the the game the next game the next Real Madrid Barcelona is going to happen uh February twenty seventh. In, okay. Mad- in Madrid, obviously. So that's the one that matters, right? That's wh- whomever wins that one uh, moves through. To the final. To the, yeah. to, the, to the final. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, man. And Sebas. then, after, and then yeah. after, there is the Clásico. So there yeah. are two Clásicos in a row. Yeah. Holy wow. crap. I didn't notice that. But the, both are important because one is to, to go to the final yeah. of the Copa del Rey, which is important. And then the other one is like for the for La Liga because for if Real Madrid wins that one, they are gonna be just like four points away Barcelona. So that's not uh, impossible when you have four points in no. between. But if Barcelona wins, they're gonna have ten. Yeah. So, wow. So that's that's yeah. gonna be a big one for sure. Oh, that that yeah. got interesting. Yeah. So that's interesting. But uh, Barcelona, definitely, I think uh, they have a, a tough schedule because Barcelona then has to play also. You know, they they have to play the the Champions League as well. Right. So you know they have to mix both tournaments, three tournaments technically. Uh, so it's, 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 it's difficult, I think. But yeah, I mean, both both of them. Although mm, both of them have interesting interesting teams are playing against, as you said. Real Madrid is playing Ajax in for the Champions League uh, on Wednesday, and Barcelona is playing Lyon, and Lyon wow. is not a Lyon is not a bad team. They beat PSG, um, I think a few days ago uh, last week, maybe if I remember correctly. Yeah. Um, I mean, if I'm not mistaken, Balotelli is there now, right? I think you're right. Yeah, I think it, yeah. I think so. I think he was acquired recently from from. Yeah, I think, I, was, I think yeah. I think that does ring a bell. But I don't know if it is this Olympique de Lyon or Olympique de Marseille. I'm not. I'm not really sure. Oh, it may be Marseille. Maybe maybe Marseille, right? Yeah, it may be Marseille. So, yeah. but and anyway, I mean, it's gonna be interesting to see, because again. Ajax and Lyon are not like the most scary teams on earth. I mean, geez, Tottenham is playing Dortmund. <laughs> <laughs> Manchester United is playing PSG. I mean, you know, th- those are a few steps ahead of these two teams. But it is yeah. going to be interesting. And I personally think that maybe Lyon is a little more complicated than Ajax. But but Ajax does have really interesting players, including um, the kid that Barcelona bought, uh, Frank uh, Frankie de Jong. And the defender, uh, Matix Le- Le- De Delict, I think it's said. I don't know how you say it, but I think something like that. So it is going to be, you know, interesting team. We'll see what happens there as well. Yeah. Wow. Well, anyhow, I think it's going to be exciting. I hope we, we, we are going to be able to talk about it and, and see what's going on. But um, I think this is like the when it gets it starts to get exciting because at the beginning it's just preliminary and you know like uh, a lot of like uh, teams are are still like uh, consolidating and stuff. But right now they're actually playing for important stuff. So uh, this is for me the most exciting part of the year, like soccer wise. 
I, I agree. I think um, I think in the I think in the earlier rounds you're kind of hoping that one big team will not make it to make it a little interesting. <laughs> so yeah. like they they're they're fighting for their lives to try to make it, make it out of the group stage, but I, I I don't think that happened this time. So. So anyway, yeah, yeah. We're, we're getting to the exciting times. I think next episode we're gonna have to talk about the Champions League, what happened in the games we missed. We missed, sorry, what happened in the games we saw, and then you know the games that are gonna the games that are coming uh, after that. Yeah. Yeah. So okay, so let's move a little bit back to to the side of the pond. Yeah. Um, I talk about. I, I wanted to talk a little bit to talk about the Sudamericano. So the American Youth uh, Championship uh, that happened in, uh, that finally finished yesterday uh, in Chile, and uh, he, we were talking with Edgar before starting the podcast that is such a long tournament. <laughs> it, it started January 17 and is February and it ended on February 10th, so it's almost a little bit over three weeks. Um, it's interesting because some of these players, even though they are young, they some of them play really good teams like in Argentina and Brazil. And I wonder how they managed to talk to those teams to let these players play for this amount of time, right? But, mm-hmm. well, anyhow, when we talk first about this championship, we, our favorite was Venezuela because they where like they went to the final last time uh, to the final the, in the World Cup, right? Yep. They lost uh, against England. They lost, <laughs> yeah. And and they were doing kind of a good job at the beginning, like a really good job. And then at some point, because they, how it works is that they play, there are five teams, there are t- two groups of five teams, mm-hmm. and the best three of those groups of those of those uh, the best three teams of those groups then play and they then after in a final stage playing another group against each other and the best four qualify to the World Cup my goodness (laughs) 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 I don't know if I was clear enough but I I try my best so two groups of five right the best three play in a group of six and then the best four qualify for the World Cup I think that was cl- that was a little more clearer, but still very confusing. <laughs> no, it's okay. It's not. It's not why. your. It's not your fault. That's I think the point that we're trying to make. It is not your fault that it's confusing. It's just because they make it so long. It's just very hard to explain how the tournament works, um, because they have to you know play in these groups, then play against each other um, in this other group. If if you win the previous group so it, it really it just really seems too complicated to for, yeah, it's complicated. For, a, for a youth tournament that's what i don't understand you know it's it's just kids playing uh and like you said they're taking a month away um to do this it just doesn't seem very smart to me yeah and also there are a lot of matches that are being played all over and all over for example like brazil and colombia and venezuela we the three of them were in the same group mm-hmm. Uh, so they had to face again, you know, and the same with Ecuador, Argentina, Uruguay. Mm-hmm. So you're having like the same teams playing again, you know, like right. for some reason. Right. Crazy. Yeah. It but doesn't. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. But uh, I think um, Ecuador won the title, 
and it's the first time Ecuador wins this this championship, which is exciting for them, I guess. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, it's something good, I guess. Uh, um, the something that I that I wanted to point out about this tournament is that Brazil didn't make it either. And Brazil is always a favorite in any tournament. And, you know, a U20 is still a, a very competitive tournament. Right. And I was very surprised that Brazil didn't make it. It's, I think, Brazil... I feel... Well, no, I don't feel... I know that Brazil has struggled with their youth in the la, in, in tournaments in the last several years. And, and and struggle is a is a bit of an exaggeration because they used to always qualify and not just that they used to do very well in the tournaments. So so I because I think Brazil is the only national team ever that has won every World Cup of every like uh, category. I think if if that's right. So except the Olympics, yeah, ex- yeah, exactly, except the Olympics. Um, so. So yeah, I, I feel like they didn't qualify to this, and I think a few years ago they didn't qualify to us under seventeen or something like that. I, I mean, I, I don't quite remember. Um, so anyway, it is weird to not see Brazil in in in, in a tournament. Uh, who who qualified instead of Brazil, Sebas? Colombia. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, it was. A, we we actually have the same amount of points, but the goal difference is really bad. We have like zero goal difference, and they have minus two. <laughs> Ours mean, is not that great either, but <laughs> I mean that's better, I guess. But yeah, think, you made uh, it. I think a problem of this tournament is that, uh, and, and for Brazil probably this is the case, is that probably their main team is playing in Europe, even though they are young. Uh, right. You know, like Brazilian players get get uh, they they buy them really early, so probably you know like uh, like all those players that play in in Europe that are young, probably the teams don't want them to play in a tournament that is a month long. I mean, you someone jumps to mind that we were just looking at Vinicius Junior. Yeah, the Vinicius Re- Junior. Yeah, Real Madrid player. He's nineteen, so he could definitely be playing this tournament. Yeah, but for Real Madrid, it's better to have Vinicius Jr. playing against Atletico. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, and beating Atletico than being in, I don't know, in a Sudamericana in the middle of nowhere in Chile, you know, like playing against Uruguay and Ecuador and who, who knows, you know, like... <laughs> Peru. Yeah. So, I, I don't know if that's the reason. I have the, the, the tendency to think that that's the reason because if you see the team, the squad that they used, is based on uh, players from from Brazil. There are not uh, in, any international players. Interesting. In, there are very few. They have only like three uh, international players in in that squad. So that's why I think that's probably why Brazil didn't make it, mm-hmm. even though they were very close. But uh, but yeah, it's difficult to have uh, to get players for a tournament that is that long. I guess if it was, I don't know, like a week or two. Maybe, but it's just that a month-long tournament is just too long. Yeah, I, I, I agree. Although, you know, now that you... Th- yeah, no, it is it is pretty freaking long. They should just do two groups and, and the best to qualify or, or something like that. I just... It seems really difficult, really prolonged to, to do it, you know, any differently. Um, 
I, I, I do have to say that in Peru it was a bit of a letdown that our team didn't perform better than it did because we only won one match and we lost the rest. Um, and, and the reason why people are a little disappointed is because we've had the same coaches and we seem to have a... Uh, what do you how do you say this like a like a system now uh, to to catch young players and uh, so so anyway um, it was very disappointing that that Peru didn't do better um, but you know, honestly for for me uh, you know th these things take a while right we kind of just started to get serious with uh, youth teams and 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 uh, and all that stuff so. So, you know, I do think it's going to yield results, but it's not going to be, you know, after one day, right, that you start trying this, that you're going to be qualifying to every tournament there is. So Yeah, yeah, it takes some time, definitely. Yeah. Uh, it's, uh, um, it's definitely something that can, you know, can change uh, during... A, I mean, for example, Venezuela was doing great, and I think they're still doing great, but you see what happened, like... right. On, on this tournament yeah they failed to qualify so, unfortunately I, I still I still I still think that Venezuela is is gonna be super interesting for this Copa America and oh Copa America yeah and, and especially the qualifiers um, you know these kids are gonna grow up and they're gonna be 20, 24 right like if they're 20 right now or 19 they're gonna be what 23 for for Bahrain um so definitely playing some of them at least in the in the major team. Yeah. So I don't know. I the only I think uh, this is pretty much it for our podcast today. I just wanted to add something, and is that finally uh, Colombia officially have a coach? Oh my god! Really? Yeah, finally. We've been talking so, about this for months. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it took a it took a, a long time for them. I don't know why they it took so long for them, but finally they decided to go with this Portuguese coach, um, and you know it was um it, it took a lot of conversation. I don't know why they. they I mean, I think Colombia has a good uh, national team, right? Yep. And I I don't know why it took them so long to to hire a, a coach um, and at the end they hire a coach that I think is very normal I think Carlos Queiroz is, is okay I mean it's not like the best I think he's, he's alright but he's not a Bolillo Gomez no I'm kidding he's not <laughs> he's not a Maturara <laughs> no he, he's not a no he, I think for example Peckerman was better yeah. you know and maybe they have the same like amount of uh, like honors and the same amount of tournaments or plate or workouts. But I think Peckerman was better than this guy. And this guy, if you see like his standings, he's an okay coach. He's not like that great. So I don't know. Um, he hey, was previously I'm... the coach of Iran, and yeah, that doesn't seem so encouraging to be honest. Yeah. I mean, but, he has played, uh, he has coached Real Madrid and Portugal before that, but I don't know. Yeah, I mean, we'll see what happens, but, you know, we, we've kind of talked about this already. I I don't know if it makes a lot of sense. I mean, I guarantee you that whenever he goes to La Paz for the first time, he is not going to coach that game. <laughs> 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 uh, 
He's gonna he's gonna be worried. He's gonna be like, what is this? Why did I choose this job? Why do people play soccer? <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. It's not. Yeah, but it's yeah, it's gonna be fun. I I wish I wish him the best. Of course, I uh, hopefully he right. Of course, he maybe like makes a good like a a good team, and maybe he makes a he makes Colombia win something. But I mean, I'm not very optimistic, but we'll see. At least we have a coach now, and things are gonna start getting ready for the for the Copa America, which yeah, true. I think it's a little bit too late for that. <laughs> yeah. But who knows? Okay. Well, I think that's it. I am happy to finally have a coach. I feel like we've been talking about this for months. So yep. that that definitely makes me happy. So last thing, uh, thanks everyone for following us. Please follow us on, on Instagram, on, on Facebook. Uh, let us know if you want us to talk about something specific uh, or if you have any ideas for the pot. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you very much. Good luck. <laughs>